Hello, everybody. Um, it is Zach and Bailey, and we are going to be um, breaking down a few movies we've watched recently. Um, this one is kind of random um, in that there's no particular theme to it. We're not comparing to um, we're not comparing a remake to a original. Uh, it's just a couple of movies we've checked out on Shutter and Netflix and. We're going to talk about them today and give our opinions, and um, there will be spoilers for each of them, so if you've seen them, great. If you haven't, I would definitely recommend watching these last two that we'll talk about. Uh, the first one, you really shouldn't spend any time seeing, in my <laughs> opinion, um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So um, we're just sitting here in the morning drinking some coffee, and uh, we're going to give you our thoughts and start the action so um the first movie that we watched was inner demon it's a movie that i think might even be on netflix too but we watched on shutter and it was in the description really interesting like i was i was very i was very curious and i was definitely ready to give it a chance because it's an australian film and it's an australian like it it's it's an Australian like extreme film like if you know anything about the films that they've released in the horror genre a lot of them tend to be pretty gory and they go places that a lot of American films won't um usually like involving uh like child death or like things like that so they like they do some things that just like aren't as acceptable to American audiences so like seeing the way it was explained about you know, this, uh, sisters, these sisters getting kidnapped and then, um, their fight for, for survival. Like I'm sold. I'm, I'm a fan of survival movies. Yeah. Same. Like any sort of like survival kidnapping or revenge movie. I'm typically all about. Right. Same with me. So like, so, and there's a lot of great ones out there. However, I will say revenge that has set the bar pretty high. It really has. What I expect because that movie is just phenomenal it's bonkers um we should do an episode about revenge at some point i would i would like to rewatch it and then we could talk about it there's a lot of movies i think and i'm just going off on a tangent here but i think what we should do for an episode is take some of our favorite movies and maybe not like staples so maybe not like child's play and maybe not like evil dead right but like movies that we've kind of recently just discovered that have become our favorites rewatch them and then have a discussion about it. Like, I've been really wanting to watch It Follows again because that's, like, one yeah, of my favorites. Yeah, for sure. And I just really want to revisit it. So maybe we'll make a list and we'll do that for you guys. That'd be a cool episode. And, and that's something that we could do for a while even. We could we could split that up into multiple episodes. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so playing off of that, I mean, Revenge definitely has set a bar because it's just, it's crazy. Um, so it does kind of taint your other experiences. However, with that being said, like, there's definitely ones that have their own merit. So um, just to start with, because this is what I was just thinking the whole movie, um, you haven't seen it, but this movie just gave me Wolf Creek vibes for um, the whole like first half in a different way, but it was definitely going that route. It was trying to play to that type of like killer character and that kind of vibe where it's, you know, a backwoods Australian dude that kidnaps some people and tortures them. Um, 
it was playing off of that, but Wolf's Creek did it so, so much better. And if you haven't seen Wolf's Creek, I definitely recommend seeing that one over this one because it's just a superior film. However, that would be an interesting double feature to see how they, like, where one succeeded and one failed. But that's just a little caveat that's irrelevant. But that's the vibe I got. That's what I was hoping this would be, would be like a Wolf's Creek style um, horror film because that movie's really intense. Um, but instead, we didn't really get that. Um, I guess we should start from the beginning because okay. right now we're just kind of like rambling. But basically, we start in a house with um, two sisters that are home alone and they have like one brief interaction where she's like, I'm your sister, I'll never let anything happen to you. And that's like the only interaction. And then immediately after, they get a knock on the door from our... Well, actually, I mean, like, okay, so she was like basically talking about, oh, I'm your sister, I'll never let anything happen to you. And then she was trying to say like, oh, there's a monster in my bed, what if it kills you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it was yeah, just, like, this whole situation where it kind of set up, like, the plot of, like, the sister's gonna have to defend her little sister, and, like, she's gonna be challenged, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And, um, I'm just gonna say also that this was a really weird movie for me, because this doesn't happen a lot. Either, either I like a movie, and I have really strong feelings about it, or I really don't, and this was kind of, like, a weird one, because I really liked the first half of the movie and then the second half of the movie I absolutely hated. Yeah, and I won't disagree with that. I definitely wasn't as high on the first half. I liked some of the things they did. I thought were really interesting. But um but yeah, the second half is just not what it should have been. And I don't know if it was like a lack of timing, like they didn't have enough funding or whatever, but there's like a severe like change in quality. Yeah, yeah. Um but uh but yeah, so um, I did kind of like that conversation, like that idea of like your little sister being like, well, what if you die and you can't save me? And that's kind of like, well, fuck, you got me there, <laughs> you know? Um, and and I liked that aspect. But lo and behold, we get a knock on the door and right away our kidnapper killer characters are there and um, and kidnap them. And next we're in a trunk. Um, with the older of the sisters. Don't remember their names, so sorry about that, but um, we're in the trunk with the older of the sisters, and she's getting all creative on how to get out of this um, this trunk. So uh, we sit in there with her as she, you know, takes the tire iron and uses it to cut the duct tape, and then she, like, sticks it through the hole of the um, bottom of the car, and, like, is like touching the road with the tire iron and it's like making sparks and stuff. And I'm, I'm not really sure what happens because something pops and then they have to stop the car. So I'm not sure if it like popped a tire or something, but it just doesn't really make much sense to me. Cause I don't really know what happened. Um, but, uh, but because of that, she gets out by, um, whacking the female. Oh yeah. So, the killer and kidnapper people pair is a, like, husband and wife or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. I like that idea. And I know that there's other movies that have done that before. And I think I think that's always, like, a cool concept. Um, but uh, but he, she hits the, the wife character and gets out of the car and starts running through the forest. And then the forest scene lasts for 
what feels like forever. Yeah, it feels like forever. And that brings up one of the issues I have with the first half of the movie and the second half for that matter is like the film style for this is very strange. It's something I can't put my finger on and it might be something that's more common in like Australian film. I haven't seen enough to really know, but like I feel like I've probably seen another movie that feels this way, but like, I don't know if you, you saw it, but like there's something about the quality of the film that's really weird like, it seems like it's a TV show, almost. Did you get that feeling? Yeah, it was very, it was odd. And the thing that um I mentioned, too, which you guys, I mean, I truly think you guys should watch this because I'm so interested on, um like, everyone's opinions, yeah, sure. I guess, in a sense. Yeah. Um, we should start, we should make that app where you could rate movies and then every, we can follow everyone. A letterbox. That wants to follow our letterbox and we can, like, have a discussion. But... It's, like, one of those weird things, because this movie was made in 2016. Yeah, dude. It wasn't that and, old. And some of the gore and some of the kills are really, really good. And we'll get to those for sure. <laughs> um, And then, like, halfway or, like, sometimes even just throughout the movie, it feels like it jumped back into, like, 2004 and not in a good way. Just, like, in the quality and, like, what they've done. Like, the effects and... And it was so weird. Like, what could have been... Like, you said it perfectly. I think the just the wrong person directed this movie. And also, this movie is based on a short. Yeah, and so that's a big thing. Um, and I'm glad you pointed that out. Because mm-hmm. shorts, when they get adapted to feature-length films, they go one of two ways. Either they become really, really good or really, really bad. And I'm sure the short of this is probably dope. Like, I bet the short is pretty cool. Um but this movie is definitely one where they didn't know how to fill the time of a feature length because that's why that forest scene is so long and that's why the closet scene is so long and and we haven't even gotten there yet but um but yeah knowing that it's a short after we watched that made a whole lot of sense into why it was made the way it was but anyway um we get sidetracked and i apologize for that but it's how we are so deal with it (laughs) um but Anyway, we are in the forest and she's like running and like hiding and like doing all the typical horror stuff of like somebody running away from a killer. And but it's just a lot of shots of her like kind of running and nothing really happens during those shots. And then there'll be a moment of suspense where she like hides. And those moments I feel like are lessened because we just spend so much time in the forest that we're kind of just like, okay, we've seen you running for like. 20 minutes now like when's something gonna happen and she gets a couple of like one-ups over the 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 other characters like she hits the um the wife in the head with the tire iron like twice and like gives her a good crack and that was good like she got over on her um but then the the guy finds her um I think he like punches her in the face and then she um wait does he find her now I'm guy. losing track. No, no. So the the wife finds her. She runs after her after she gets out of the car. So at this point, she had hit him upside the head with the tire iron. Right. When he opens the trunk, he then tells his wife to go run after her. She's running through the forest. The wife is running after her. And then um, at some point, the wife is like kind of looking for her. And you can see the girl behind her. 
And he, she cracks her. And she, the wife turns around and then she, like, hits her upside with the tire iron. Which, which may I say, she hit her, like, three Twice. times, I think. Hard. <laughs> really fucking hard. Like, enough to, like, make an impact, okay? And then later on, as the story progresses, this wife is still alive, as you, you will find out. And, like, not a fucking bruise in sight. Granted, it was on the top of her head, but her yeah. head looked just fine. She like, bled a little bit initially, but definitely wasn't as impactful as, like, it could have been, considering it, where they go with the violence and gore later. I don't know, dude, but because it looked like it had fucked her shit up. Yeah. And so, anyway, that's just something that kind of, like, bothers me. I just bother... I just... I appreciate realism in the sense of if it's going to have that impact, what is it actually going to do? And it's kind of... Some case scenarios where it's just so unrealistic kind of, like, makes me upset with, like, effects. And, especially like, in a survival film. Especially in a survival film. But that's another, that's another thing. <laughs> so, so she's in the forest. She's, like, running around, blah, 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 blah. And then she goes back to the spot where she hits the lady upside the head with the tire, the, the club, the tire, the tire iron. iron. Yeah. And she realizes, oh, shit, that lady's not there anymore. I didn't kill her. And then that's kind of more suspenseful. And then she goes back to the car, which I'm assuming to look for her sister. And then the guy sees her, runs after her. And, oh, and an important thing I left out, too, is the wife um, slit the side of her. Like, oh, yeah. That's, her, how did we miss that? That was super important. That's super important. <laughs> she, like, because the wife had a knife when she was running yeah. after her. And right as she hit her side of the head, she actually, like, slit open her, like, stomach. S- yeah, her side of her stomach. And, and it's a good cut. And it it's, like, deep. Deep, yeah. Um... Yeah, so that happens, and then, like, part of the running away is, like, her, like, kind of, like, passing out, and then, like, waking back up, and holding her side, and bleeding everywhere, so, like, that was, like, some good, like, like, good shit, but, um, how did she get to the house? I don't remember this. Okay, (laughs) so she's kind of just walking, and she makes her way up randomly to this, to this house. She sees in the distance, and there's, like, this big cliche sign that says, keep out. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's running towards it, obviously, trying to, like, get help, trying to find someone. She's pounding on the door, and then I think no one answers, and, like, the door is locked, so she goes around the back, hears the dog barking, and I believe she, like, catches a glimpse of him, and then she's like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is their house. Gets in the car, tries to, like, find the keys to the car, can't. And then she decides that she's going to go into the house to try to, I'm assuming, find the keys. Not yeah. Yeah. Okay. So good. Thank you for remembering that because I, I certainly this didn't. Movie very explicitly. See, but like again, that's the that's the thing is that some of these scenes are just so long that like I forget how they get to where they're going. But, yeah. um, but anyway, um, yeah. So she looks through the car and does a thorough job. Like I mean, like the the thing I'll say about the movie is that like, they really stick with the character throughout the entire, like, process of trying to survive, and that much I appreciate. I think that's interesting to show, like, everything that she did to try to get out of there, so we're not left with, like, well, why didn't she check in the sun visor where everybody does? Because she checks everywhere in the car for the keys and doesn't find them. Um, And so when she gets into the house, she's looking around, and then the car pulls up, and she has to hide. So she hides in the closet. Um, that is where we are for like the next 20 and to 30 minutes where, of the film. No, 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 no. It's about like 20 minutes, 20 minutes into her being in the closet. That's when this movie gets bad. 
Okay, not like the first 20 minutes when she's in the closet. That shit's great. <laughs> the but first the- 20 minutes of her being in the closet versus the second 20 minutes. Yeah, of her being in the closet. Okay, so she yeah. was in the closet, and this, um, she's kind of like, there's like a hole in the closet, so she's kind of looking out mm. to where she gets an angle where she can see, like, the kitchen table. And the wife is there, and the husband is there. And the husband's constantly bickering, yelling, just being super abusive. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, being super abusive towards... Being super abusive towards his wife, and so you kind of get that kind of character development, like in a sense where we don't really. Another good reason I'm gonna go off on a side note here. Get it? I don't believe that we ever truly get an answer as to why they kidnap and do this. Hold on, get to where I'm getting to these kids because she finds a wallet in the closet with all these other kids IDs and stuff so we're assuming that they do this pretty often and later throughout the film like you kind of have an idea of like oh they like capture witches or fucking whatever the fuck they do because he calls her witch a lot he references that mm. but you never really truly know which I'm okay with an open ended sure. like, like figure it out for yourself type of situation but like that kind of like you could tell it was a short that they tried to develop into a movie really quickly because I felt like there was just some loose ends and some, like, things that, mm-hmm. like, could have been better if they were, like, just done better and more elaborate. But anyway, so so she sees them, and they're arguing and bitching, and then this other guy comes and sits down, which uh, presumably is it's just, like, a like friend. A friend. Yeah. And um, just right off the bat, like, the wife comes in in, like, this, like, really nice dress, and she's kind of all dressed up. A little so scandalous, kind of, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can kind of you, you could kind of get the idea that these two like each other, and like their her husband's kind of finding out. So like, there's like a lot of stuff going on. Um, but it's all super subtle. So you like figure it out on it's your subtle. own. Yeah, it's not like blatantly obvious or fucking anything crazy. So. But um, one thing that I will mention that um, that is like important about the dynamic of the husband and wife is that there's a part, and I don't know if you missed it, but um, but she says. I don't want to be doing this anymore. They keep getting younger and younger. So that shows, all right, he's been doing this for a while. They've been kidnapping girls and killing them. But now they're getting younger and younger, and now she's, like, not not along for the ride. Um, so there's already a little bit of contention between the two. Um, but that just adds a little bit of an interesting story. But then you'll also notice that, like, all the girls they kidnap, um, and this will come up later, they're all, like, very similar in looks. They all are, like, these blonde, young girls. Yeah. So there's, like, some sort of pattern, and, yeah, it seems like it seems like he has, like, some sort of weird, like, delusion or, like, presumption that, like, he's capturing, like, witches. But it's, again, super subtle. They don't really emphasize on that point. Um, but the closet scene, I don't necessarily mind... Like, I like the fact that so much of it takes place in one spot, and we're seeing so much of it through this little peephole. I think that's a really interesting way of playing it out. And her, like, her struggle with this cut on her side is really interesting, because I think that that's done in probably a more realistic way than a lot of movies do, where she's losing blood this entire film and frequently is going through, like, a pass-out, wake-up spell. Um... And she even at one point tries stitching herself up, which is always going to be a scene that I enjoy in a again, survival movie. Again, just, like, a good gore effect. Though. Yeah, like, it, it was, was fucking brutal. cool. So she finds, like, this hook. A fishing hook yeah, with fishing a, line? Oh, my God. Yeah, so she sh- she's sewing herself back up again. 
eight plus. That was incredible. Loved every and little bit of that. Rough. Like that 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 cut is nasty. There's like a piece of like, I don't know, whatever inside muscle or whatever that's like coming out of the cut. And um and like she's like sewing herself up and they don't they don't really shy away from it. They don't show the whole thing being sewed up, but they show enough to where you get it. And it's uh it's pretty cool. I want to get to my favorite scene and the only good part about this movie. Yeah, get to it. Um, Because, like, not much help happens. She just kind of starts figuring things out. She's trying to figure out how to get through being in this uh, closet and getting out. So that's pretty much where we're at. And then... Okay, so the husband gets up to go get more beer, right? Yeah, he, he just goes to get more alcohol. And he's telling his friend, hey, come with me, like... Come help me. Bring some bottles. They've been drinking beer like none other, too. They have, like, 40 bottles on that fucking thing, on that table. Um, so anyway, so there's that. And as he gets up, she's looking through the hole, and he catches a glimpse, and he sees her eyes looking through the hole. And he's just, like, confused and kind of like, what the fuck? So the go- friend does. The friend, yes. Yeah. So then... The friend comes, um, like, to go follow the guy to get more beers, and he's, like, fucking around with him. He was like, hey, what are you hiding in that closet? I think something along the lines of that. Yeah, he's like, he's like, there's something in the, in the closet, closet, mate. And then he's like, no, 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 you just had too much to drink, blah, 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 blah. And then he gets really serious, and he's like, what were you doing in the forest? And then the guy's face just changes, and he's like oh, fuck, he knows, now I have to kill him, sort of situation. And the guy's like, um, like, I'm totally fucking with you. Like, you should have seen your face. Which I'm assuming, like, he literally was just fucking with him. I don't think he yeah, knew anything. Yeah, no, because he, w- he, didn't, he didn't play it off like, uh, I mean, like, no, I didn't see anything. It was very much like, I'm just fucking with you, mate. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you're, you're right. I think it is very serious that he was just fucking with him. Right, um... So then the guy just gets really serious and then it like takes a complete 180 and he's like freaking out and he's like saying like there's a witch in the closet and let's go find out and talking about Hansel and Gretel Hansel and Gretel and like all this weird it's a it's a cool little I I like this part this part's cool I love this part and this is the part of the movie I was like yes this movie's actually good yeah the movie's like pretty decent I'm not mad at it like you know because I've had like my ups and downs but like following up to like the kidnapping the forest the her sewing herself up in this i was sold and then yeah so anyway so let me continue so he's like the girl's in the closet freaking out because she instantaneously is like oh my god he's gonna open the closet door and i'm just gonna be sitting here what do i do so she still has the um tire iron in her hand like ready to like smash Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically they open the closet door and at this point he's like being all creepy he's like we have to knock on her her house and blah 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 and then he walks the, he then takes the key and locks the closet and is like, there's nothing in there, blah, 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 blah. And um, then he kind of goes on this tangent of like, because his wife then comes in the room and is like, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Because then he starts fighting with his friend. And then he's like, I know you, you fancy my wife or I don't know how. He's like, he yeah, he's like, he's like, you want to fuck her? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's so, like, "What are you talking about?" And then <laughs> the friend's starts, so lost. He's just like, "I don't know what's going on right now." <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then the wife is like yelling at him to like stop. And then he's like, "You know, like you shut the fuck up, blah blah." blah. And then the friend's like, "Hey, like don't talk to her like that." And then he fucking what did he hit him with? 
just his fist at first or was it a bat what was he holding? i don't remember to be honest i don't remember what he was holding anyway he had some fucking something in his hand knocks this motherfucker out and just keeps fucking going until his face is smashed to fucking it's 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 hamburger meat at that point it's disgusting and then finishes it off with like a just fucking stomp on his face like he beats the shit out of him and then stomps his face and is like all right, I'm done now. <laughs> but it's like it's like it's a straight brutal. minute of him like just beating this dude's face in. And it shows a little bit of it, but it definitely cuts away a lot. Like the camera play is definitely very strategic. Um but uh but yeah, it's a brutal scene and and definitely probably the best one of the movie, honestly. Is that all you had to say about it? Um yeah, so then the wife gets like super emotional, goes outside. She's just like freaking out. The girl in the closet's all, like, freaking out, like, what the fuck is going on? And then he goes, he sits down, he starts drinking, he tells the wife to help him with, help him with the body. She's like, no, fuck you, you fucking clean up after yourself. So then he kind of starts to take care of the body, in which... Which is also a good scene, he too. He starts, what do you use, a chainsaw? Yeah, he fucking starts cutting this dude up with a chainsaw, and, like, he puts plastic up and everything, but, um, he does it, like, right in front of the closet, so, so she everything. sees it, but she's trying not to. And like, you just hear the sound of like a chainsaw going through flesh and like blood splattering everywhere. And she's like covering her ears and crying and stuff. Again, it's it's really intense. Good. But it was like, okay, the thing that made that scene like the best scene in something like in horror in general that I could appreciate is it was really good about really making sure that the audience felt like they were there because there was literally no other noise going on besides the sound of the chainsaw and the girl fucking crying mm-hmm. and then just the wife outside just like sitting there rocking and so it kind of caught shot shot to like okay so we have the husband right that's sawing him up and it's like super super loud chainsaw and like splattering and, gross and he's noises. emotionless and he's emotionless and then it cuts to the girl in the closet where she's just crying it has her ears covered so then the chainsaw sound becomes a little muffled to like the audience mm-hmm. and then it cuts to like the wife sitting outside in this like rocking chair smoking. where like smoking where you can kind of hear like the rocking chair a bit and then like the chainsaw is just like faintly in the background and i thought that was so fucking it was cool, cool yeah. because for a second it just made all of us feel like we were there and that was happening and i really appreciated that way that was shot and like thought out Mm. i really appreciated that and that was a really cool scene but then right after that i got really horrible and i hated this movie so let's get into that (laughs) so he takes the um he takes the body parts to go dispose of them so he's out of the picture for a little bit and meanwhile the wife is preparing dinner for we don't know who. Um, so far, we haven't seen the younger sister this whole movie, pretty much. And yeah. and so... Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Can no, I stop you for something I forgot to mention? Yeah. So at this point, there's like three little nods to the fact that the husband may just know that she's in the closet. Yeah, and those and are pretty good little tells. Cool. Yeah. But like but like it's very vague to the point where like we don't know if he actually knows she's in the closet or if he doesn't. Yeah. But there'll be a couple of times where he'll like catch her eye in the the like hole and um but then won't do anything about it. And I imagine that a lot of that's because she's locked in there. She's not really getting out. So um, I think he knew. Yeah, I do too. I think he was just playing with her. Um, 
but uh but yeah so he leaves she makes dinner and brings it to this little like cut off like near the the closet itself and when she opens it the somebody um hits the tray out of her hand and then like runs out and that's her little sister so she's running through there and then the girl in the closet stops trying to hide and just starts yelling her name trying to get her attention mm-hmm. and when she sees her she comes running towards the closet and then the wife like gets her and drags her into the living room area and and she's just like in the closet screaming like if you hurt her I'll fucking kill you yeah. blah 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 yeah. and she's just like really trying her hardest to get out however yeah like she's like stabbing at the however, lock oh yeah I know what you're saying she had what did she have that tire iron yeah and she fucking like there's a hole in the wall like she literally could have took that tire iron and started like slamming into that hole into the wall or even ki- well i mean kicking it maybe not so much like the the one thing i will say is that she does like when she's trying to get out she exerts so much energy in that scene um that like she starts passing out again because her wound isn't fully closed or or acceptable like she's still losing a ton of blood. So, like, I do like how she, like, exerts a ton of energy and then, like, starts to pass out again, so she can't really do anything about it. But, yes, that energy could have gone towards breaking that hole because it didn't look like it was terribly strong wood. Um, um, also, there was a part, and I think this is a little bit before she figures out where her sister is, and she finds a phone because the phone starts ringing. Oh, and yeah. It, and she calls 911, she, zero 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 in Australia. Oh, sorry. <laughs> zero zero zero, and she um, gives them the address because she just like flashed back to where she was at, and she realized that she knew the address. I was glad about that. I'm glad she remembered that shit. Like that was a good little thing because she's like she's a pretty capable fighter, for like a teenage girl that's in this situation. Like, she's she's an intelligent human, so I appreciate that. So she tells them the address, and then the phone dies right after that. Mm. So it's kind of like this again thing that i appreciate and it's like it's are tense they, are yeah they coming or are yeah. they not like we don't really fully know so yeah so um in the living room we see the wife move towards the the little girl knife in hand and then it goes over to our other character and we just hear the younger girl stop screaming and you kind of get the idea of what happened there. So like I said, Australian films, they're not afraid to kill children in their movies, you know? Um, Some of them do it a lot more overtly, some of them are a lot more subtle, and this one's more subtle for sure. Um, But you get the idea. And she's kind of freaking out in the closet, and is this where she like, loses all of her blood and, quote-unquote, dies. Yeah, she, like, dies, basically, okay. or passes out or whatever. Yeah. And, um, the, and then it gets back to, um, sorry, the wife, kind of, like, after she kills the little girl, and there's, like, this creepy girl with, like, blonde hair and, like, blackout eyes, like, just standing in the background of the room. Mm-hmm. And, um... This is, this movie's... Yeah, I mean, like, this This is the part where it really, really goes downhill. Like, pretty much after the little girl dies, this is where, like, it's less than stellar. It's so bad. So, um, 
we do get a nice little gore gag here um a little bit later but you see the the ghost in the background and that's kind of all that happens um i think like the wife turns around and is like (gasps) and like that's pretty much all we get Mm -hmm. um the husband comes home and goes into the kitchen and sees um the wife standing there just like staring out the window and he's like what are you doing and she turns around and still has the knife in hand and her eyes are like wide open and then she just like slits her own throat Mm-hmm. And that was fucking cool. And her eyes turn like this orange weird color. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to reiterate this movie for much longer because I just think it's stupid. Basically, at the end, you kind of figure out they're witches or something or something extra crazy. There's like a ghost of all the girls they've but killed. But it's like the worst effect. It's like the worst fucking cheesy 2004 really bad. That's what we forgot is when like the, the wife gets dragged. Oh, yeah, the, really... wife, the wife gets dragged by the supernatural whatever, right? And it's one of those, like, super fucking corny, like, ah, like, it's, like, dragged back into blackness, but it looks so horrible and bad. so bad. And this movie has such good practical effects and then, like, this shit. And it makes absolutely zero sense to me, and it was so cheesy, so bad. And then um, the wife turns around and when the husband sees her and she slits her own throat, which was like, eh, it was all right. It wasn't the best I've ever seen. And it's just kind of like, she kind of just goes, ah, and it's like super corny. And then he's like, not even really freaking out that much. He's like, okay, bye. See you later. And then he like opens the door and he sees like the blonde girl standing there and then a bunch of other blonde girls come and then they're just like eyes change colors and then they like scream and he gets thrown black they just scream and then like it cut shots to him and his hair is like flying back from like a fan (laughs) and it's just so cheesy and then he gets eaten by his dog basically but like okay we never fucking see this dog Never. They don't even have a dog in this movie. They don't movie. have a dog. They, they just, didn't have budget for the dog. <laughs> they just make Which dog noises. They just and make, then yeah. they do like a first person view from the dog attacking him. But there's like you get none of it, really. You don't yeah. get you don't get that kill. You yeah. just see the aftermath later. Yeah. But basically the girl wakes up, um, she's not actually dead. It keeps shooting to her and it, you think she's dead and that she's one of these girls that's in the mix, but she's not. Um, I don't even remember how this fucking movie ends. She gets out of the closet. She, she literally, like, gets out of the closet, and then her, the spirits of her, whatever, start fucking with her, and I don't know if she dies or lives, I don't care, the movie was horrible. (laughs) Um, yeah, so, the, the later, like, fourth, um, to half is where it really falls down. And I think you could have cut a lot out of the first half, too. Um, this is probably a great short. I haven't seen it, but it was and just again, disappointing. It I could have been really I good. I don't want to say that it's, like, the worst movie I've ever it's seen. It's not. It's just, it wasn't thought out well. It wasn't planned well. I don't appreciate, like, the, like, extreme budget cut that happened half, like, towards the end of the movie. I don't appreciate so much. But, again, yes, it has so much potential. I really think if you like horror movies and you have Shudder, I really think that you should watch it and just really see for yourself how you feel because I'd be interested. Sure. Yeah, it has good ratings on Shudder. It has like four and a half star or uh, skulls on on Shudder, which is wild to me. And because... maybe some people appreciate like that, like really corny like horror. I don't know. I'm not gonna rip on it anymore. It's not worth go it. Go watch yeah. it. Go see it for yourself. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. The 
what I was saying to you um, was this movie has so much potential to be a great movie, and the way that you could do it is if you want to make this, like, a revenge film, is have that first half be the survival, running away and everything, kill off the characters, then have, like, this crazy supernatural revenge film, but you got to do that supernatural part right. That could have been cool, because you haven't really seen much of that, but they didn't, so, oh well. Anyway, moving on to a far better film, um, a movie that I haven't seen since it got put on Netflix, which was, like, three or four years ago, so it's been a while, um, but it's 2014's Cheap Thrills, um, First of all, all star cast. Like every cast member in this movie is fucking phenomenal. Oh, fuck. Um, go ahead. You're about to say something. Let me tell you guys how much I love Ethan Embry. <laughs> okay. I love Ethan. I love Ethan Embry. He is. If you haven't seen him, he's in Empire Records. He's in um fuck um what's the other movies? I think Devil's he, Candy. Um, oh, no, I'm not talking about that right this second. Oh. Um, I maybe Euro Trip. Anyway, he was a teen actor in almost every amazing early '90s or late '90s, early 2000s, um, kind of like how would you describe that? Like, like teen comedies. Teen comedy, and he is incredible, and I loved him ever since Empire Record. But he was recently in one of like my favorite horror films of all time, and that's The Devil's Candy, and he was the main guy. And we should talk about that let movie me just sometime. Talk, oh my god, that like movie uh, that will be on one of the rewatch movies yeah, that we for do. Sure. We'll make a list today. We'll put it into action, and we will probably have that if not the next episode, maybe a couple. Yeah. But anyway, so when I started watching this, and I looked at Zach, and I was like, "Oh my god, Ethan Embry's in this!" <laughs> um, like I don't even need to watch anymore. I love it. I love Ethan Embry, so I was sold, and I also love. The guy that plays the guy that the rich guy too, but I don't know his name. He's um, I don't let remember. Me look his, at, let me look it yeah, up. Yeah, look up his name. But he's in um Anchorman. He's in The Goods. He's like he's in every like mid two thousands like raunchy comedy that exists. But he is such a good like. He, David Kochner, Kochner. Cock. Kochner, I think is his he's name. an anchorman. He's in uh, Talladega Nights. He's in fucking Final Destination Five. He's in Get Smart. That. He's in Krampus. He's in the Forty Year Old Virgin. He is just yeah. He's he in every amazing. comedy, pretty much. Hold on, let me look up the other actors' names so we can kind of like do them justice. Pat Healy is the other actor. He's great too. He's in a lot of so good yeah, fucking so movies. Then we also have um, Pat Healy. Who was in The Innkeepers? Um, yep. And a classic, a classic, if you haven't seen it. And then he was in um, Velvet Buzzsaw as well, and Pearl Harbor. He's in like a lot of movies too. But he had a good just, career. Those are just a few. And then we have Sarah Paxton, who um, originated um, from Disney. I think it was Disney or Nickelodeon. I can't remember. But she was in Aquamarine, which was like so a funny. A fucking mermaid movie. Um, she's also in Innkeeper. She's the um, main girl in Innkeepers. She is. Yes, ma'am. That's okay. That I actually didn't know. <laughs> she looks so different. Um, hold on. Let me correct myself. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she's Claire in Innkeeper. So her Damn. and Pat Healy okay. have known each other. So it's kind of like I love movies that kind of have like that same kind of cat. Like you know what I Where mean? Where you bring actors together yeah, that yeah, have yeah, acted. Yeah. You yeah, get the yeah. chemistry. But anyway, um, yeah, all of them are great. But um, Ethan Embry's in this film, so go fucking watch it. <laughs> yeah. So so on. all right, cheap thrills. If you like game horror, so like. Um, like, Would You Rather, that came out um, a, a year or two ago. And 
I don't mean to cut you off again, but this is like this was our double feature, you guys. We yeah. literally watched Inner Demon and Sheep Thrills, like the weirdest combination. But I thought it was kind of fun because you had like a movie that was supposed to be really dark and then like a more like horror comedy, but this one gets no, very fucking good. dark. It was good to have a movie that we didn't know much about and then one that we knew wouldn't disappoint. So And and I had seen Cheap Thrills, so I knew it, that this one was going to be a worthwhile watch, but I hadn't seen it in so long. She hadn't seen it at all, so I was excited about that. Um, but it's like a it's like a game horror, like Would You Rather or... Um, not necessarily Saw, but just basically like that... Like Truth or Dare. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, kind of like that, but... I feel like, um, in my opinion, it's not super, like, horror-y, like, um, Would You Rather Truth or Dare. It definitely has horror elements, and it's definitely what I would consider it goes horror, there. <laughs> because I would be horrified to be in that situation, um, but it's more, um, comedy, um, like, thriller, um, yeah. and then it throws in, like, those, um, horror aspects, um, but it's not like a, if you've seen Would You Rather, like, Would You Rather to me is, like, a Saul mashup horror, like, it is, like, a horror with the intent of being a horror, Cheap Thrills is just, like, let's just fucking take it there and do some fucking crazy shit, yeah. it's not like a horror, like, where this, like, creepy guy is gonna pay you to to do all these fuck like it's not it, it doesn't is, it doesn't so, but, but it doesn't have that element of like super fucked up like dark horror i think it's more of like a comedy thriller with horror elements and that's how i would describe it it's like it's maybe. a lot lighter than would you rather sure sure it's I not would... light by any means <laughs> do you get where i'm going with that i i do i don't know how i don't know man like i think when we talk about it it'll it'll play out a little bit more um Okay. But let's talk about it. Yeah. So basically, we get Pat Healy. He is a down and out um, car mechanic, oil change guy that his home is being or his apartment he's being evicted out of. He just lost his job. He's got a family at home with a wife that like he really truly loves. They love each other, and they're um just had a baby. They just had a baby, and so it's like there's a lot going on for this guy, and you really feel for him when you find out that he's getting evicted and that he lost his job like yeah. that sucks and like you're like fuck man that that's horrible so he goes to the bar after work um and tells his wife i'm gonna you know get a couple drinks with a friend and um i'll be home a little late um she's supportive she's cool with that but um so he goes to the bar and runs into his friend from five years ago Ethan Embry, um, don't know characters' names, sorry, we don't pay enough attention to that stuff, but, I mean... Have you seen it? Yeah. Which, I'm assuming you've seen it, because Maybe. this is obviously gonna be spoilers, like, mm-hmm. our podcast is always spoilers, um... Spoil, spoil, spoil. Spoil. So, obviously, if you hadn't seen these films, like, I know you were just saying in the last one, like, oh, if you haven't seen it, go see it, and we gave everything away, but, like, just watch the film. Yeah. And then exactly. come back and enjoy this. Exactly. And let's have a discussion. You can leave a comment. Um, Zach always links, like, I don't know if you link I link mine, Twitter. But, like, like message him or fucking something to him on Twitter about your thoughts. Yeah, I, I don't care. I want to hear people's thoughts. If you think that we're, like, unfair on a movie, like, I want to fucking hear that. Because, again, it's all so opinionated. Like, For sure. Like, everyone likes different things, and, like, that's totally okay, and, like, our word isn't, like, it's just... It's it's an opinion. Um, it's an opinion. But yeah, so um, so he runs into Ethan Embry. They sit down, start talking a little bit. A really good interaction between the two, where you like, you get the vibe that like, 
Ethan Embry's a good dude and that Pat Healy's a good dude and they just haven't seen each other in a while. And they um they then meet um this guy, um, I don't remember what his name is, you just said it. David? Was that his name? David Cockner. Hold on, hold on. I'm literally about to get the names. Okay, yeah, just give us the names because I don't want to keep calling about the actor names. I can't believe I didn't realize Sarah Paxton was an innkeeper's till like I like just looked at her face and I was like, Yeah, that's wild. But she was super young and innkeeper. Yeah. Okay, so Craig is the main character, Pat Healy. Vince is Ethan Embry. Okay. Sarah or Violet is Sarah Paxton, the girl. And then, um, Colin is the rich guy. Okay, so they meet Colin and Violet, um, who are celebrating Violet's birthday, and Colin just starts waving money around like nobody's business. He buys an entire $300 bottle of tequila, he, um, he's, like, just talking about how it's Violet's birthday and he would do anything for her and they're just gonna have the best time ever. Violet's an amazing character. She's so fucking good. She's, like, the best. She's just on her phone the whole time, like, could not be fucking bothered. And it's, like, so clear that, like, she's with uh, Colin for the fact that he's, like, loaded. Although that kind of changes later on. I don't know if I would say that that was super clear. I think that she actually, like, they have a really good relationship. Really? Yeah. I think she's, like, she's so like offhanded about everything he says she's just kind of like yeah and like it's like always on her phone and like just seems so like bored maybe that's the truth but like towards the end i don't really see that that's what i'm saying is towards the end it changes um well whatever so um so anyway um they meet this guy and then he he starts like doing coke on the table and and the wait or the bartender comes over she's like you can't do that here. And he's like, what about now? And like gives her like $400 and she's like, whatever. And like takes it and leaves. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously this guy just got money to throw. He then starts making bets where like he's talking about, or I guess that kind of happened before. But throughout like this whole process of like them establishing like Let's play, like, let's make bets, and whoever does this first, I'm gonna fucking give you money. Why not? It's Violet's birthday, like, let's have some fun, yeah, right? And you could tell, um, I already forgot their fucking names, um, Ethan Vince, Embry, Vince, and uh, Vince Craig. And Craig, yeah, you can already tell that Vince is like pretty confident, he doesn't really care, like, he'll fucking do it, he's not really timid, yeah. Whereas Craig, you can tell, is like super reserved, super like on edge, doesn't want to do any of this, like. But he's at this point of desperation. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of see, um, starting from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, like, he's getting more and more and more desperate and more and more willing. Yeah. So, like, it starts out fun with, like, oh, whoever takes a shot first, I'll give you, like, $300 or whatever it was. It was, like, 50 bucks. Like, it starts out really low stakes and, like, really innocent. It's, like, take that shot first. Um, anytime this guy checks out this girl's ass or her tits, I get... 10 bucks, she gets 10 bucks. You know, they had, like, that little bet going on. Um, so then when he starts doing coke on the table, um, Craig is, like, Craig, right? Yeah, the um, the timid guy. Yeah, he's, like, no, like, I'm not fucking doing this. I'm leaving. Like, he, so I'm just kind of setting up this character development so you guys kind of, well, you probably do understand if you watched it. Um, But, yeah, so that's kind of what, what the situation is and how they are. For sure, yeah, so... And actually, what's the rich guy's name, Colin? Colin. Colin is actually a pretty likable character at first. Like, you don't hate him. He's, he's kind of douchey, but he's, he's, like, he's fun. He's, like, a fun, like, 
yeah, he's not the worst. Yeah, yeah, the, and that's the thing is like all these characters are just so well acted. Um, so, like all these little bets are going on, and they eventually um, make their way out after uh, Colin bets one of them to get this girl to slap them, and um, and so Vince jumps on that. He says. I got a bet with my friends, uh, slap me, and she slaps him, and he gets the money. He's like, oh, that's a bit of a cheat, but I'll give it to you. And so they're like, all right, what do you say we get out of here? And um, and he's like, oh, I know this great strip club we could go to. So they go to the strip club, and they're not there for very long. Um, he's like, I will give one of you this much money to go slap that girl's ass, uh, that's that stripper's ass. And he's like, done and Vince gets up and goes and does it like right away and they have to like run out of the uh strip club right after that mm-hmm. the security guy follows him out and he's like hey did one of you guys hit one of our girls and they all jump in the car except for Craig who's out there and Colin's like um like 200 bucks if you hit him first and so he just fucking hits the security guard Craig does like Craig's been like he didn't do anything up until this point, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, he maybe took a shot for some money. Um, but he hits the security guard first, and then the security guard just fucking jabs him right in the nose and breaks his nose and knocks him out. Um, but he got 200 bucks. So now they're at Colin's house, which is this really nice, like, beautiful house in, like, Beverly Hills or something. Um, and... From there is when the bets start getting a little bit more intense. Um, so what what was some of the early stuff that happens? Do you remember? So they go to the strip club after that, and then after the strip club, don't they just go back to his house? That's what I'm saying, yeah. And they did the bet of... Fucking... What was the first bet? The hold your breath the longest. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's where things start breaking down. So... He does the bet of, let's see who can hold their breath the longest. Whoever does gets, uh, like, 500 bucks or something. Yeah. Um, And so... This is when Vince... Starts changing. But he's been doing coke all night and drinking heavily. All of them have been drinking and doing coke, like, all night. But this is where Vince is kind of, like, starting to get more competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so he does really good. And they're like, oh, all right, try to beat that. And so Craig is like, all right, I'm in, and starts holding his breath. And Vince starts, like, fucking with him and trying to get him to, like, breathe. And then when he realizes that he might actually win, he just sucker punches him in the stomach. And they still give the other, they still give Vince the money for doing that. Um, So it's clear that the rules are really, really loose here. And you can kind of do whatever you want to get ahead and win. And so he hits him in the stomach, he goes down, and that's when he gets the money. Um, And I think at this point is when uh, Craig needs some, like, painkillers, right? Mm -hmm. Was it right after that game? Yeah, he needed painkillers because that guy, like, broke his fucking nose. Yeah. security guard. So they go up, um, Vince and Colin go up to the area where he's supposed to have these these pills and it's in the safe that has a ton of fucking money in it so 
Vince uh, notices that and is like obviously getting ideas and like he's just so coked out. He's like all jittery and like, uh, like, you know, like very, very coked up. And he tells Craig about it. and He's like, we're going to fucking rob this guy. So you're like, oh, okay, this is going in a direction I didn't expect. Um, Mm -hmm. So they get this idea to rob him and they execute it. And Vince holds Colin at knife point and is like, what's the combination and all this stuff. And Colin's like, there's no combination. I can't ever remember it. So it's just unlocked. And he's like, you fucking idiot. It's unlocked. And so he's like, Craig, go get the money. And so Craig starts putting all the money in these boxes and brings them out. And as he's getting ready to like go out the door, he like sets him down on this counter and he sees that Colin has two trophies and a black belt in fucking like Taekwondo or jujitsu or something. Mm-hmm. And that's when Colin does this, like um, this wrist lock grabs the knife, flips the other dude over. And he's like, what the fuck, man? He's like, we were here having a good time and you guys had to pull that shit. And he's like, I'm willing to forgive and then this. And Violet just pulls a gun out of her yeah. purse. Oh, yeah, out of her purse. And she's like, sit down, you know. And she's just like not even paying attention. She's like still like on her phone or like not even yeah. making eye contact with them. Or just has like the gun pointed yeah. at them. And it's hilarious. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. So, um, so they're like, now... We're going to sit down. I was going to give you this $250,000. Like, this was for you. But you went and ruined it. He's like, so we can either keep playing this game or, um, like, what was the ultimatum? Like, he's like, you guys can leave, but... Yeah, he was like, no one's making you stay. You guys can leave, but then no one's getting this money. Right. He was like... And then that's when he tells them about the game that him and Violet made up for her birthday and they wanted to like get two people to like make bets against each other and pay them for it yeah yeah exactly he's like what can i give this girl she's already got everything she's beautiful and like she has whatever she wants like this is how we were gonna have some fun for her birthday and now you're ruining it and it was like it was kind of like this funny like little moment um man i am all mixed up on what bets happen when um so then the next bet i think and i could be very wrong might have been the dog poop one. Yeah, I think you're right. Because, yeah, they're still pretty innocent at this point. He's like, all right, so this dog... They're not, like, too bad. Yeah. They're bad. <laughs> He's like, this dog keeps shitting on my lawn, and I want you to go and return the favor. I want you to go in their house, and the first one to take a shit in their house um, gets uh, however much money. And so they both go run to do it um, after some deliberation. And they're sitting there, pants down, trying to take a shit in these people's house. And then you see this little girl asleep in the room with her door open. And Craig's like, oh, fuck. So he finishes up, takes a picture, and then gets out of the house and then yells in, good luck, man, you got this. And the girl wakes up and sees Vince taking a shit in her house and then starts screaming and he runs away after. Oh, and may we just say that the reason that he was like, good luck, man, you got this, is because he, Vince had punched Craig in the gut when they were holding yeah. him, so this was, like, kind of straight revenge. into, like, a yeah. revenge. It's starting to get, reve- like, revengeful. Yeah, so they're kind of both, like, fucking with each other now to get ahead. Um, so we get that, he gets the image, and fucking Vince comes in with the dog, and he's like, he's like, yeah, he took a shit in there, but how much will you give me if I kill this dog? And he's like, 
I'm not gonna give you money to kill an innocent dog. He's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? He's like, and he's like, so like, like Vince is just desperate. He's just doing anything to get that money. He'll like, he'll, he'll fuck anybody over. Um, so he doesn't win in that regard. And the dog just kind of hangs out for a little bit more of the movie. Um, do you remember the next one? Because I don't remember what happens up until we start getting to the crazy shit. So he's like, I think it might have just been something easy, like the first person to make me a drink. That one was like really early. That was that was what happened early on. No, it wasn't. Because he was like, we all need to calm down. How about a hundred bucks? Oh, oh yeah, because. because- yeah, because then what happens, this is when, okay, so this is when shit gets real, so good, now we're on track and I'll remember things. Um, so, um, he's making him a drink, a vodka and tonic, and uh, Colin's wife starts, like, kind of hitting on Craig and, like, massaging Suddenly him. Whole, yeah, like, just really thing. subtly, but now she's, like, kind of massaging him. Didn't his wife call him? Like, and then he's, like, gave him, like, 200 bucks to hang up on his wife. And his wife is yeah, like, yeah. dude, just come home. Yeah, he's like, I'm not angry <sighs> that you lost your job. I'm not angry. Like, it's so sweet. Like, their relationship is, like, like so, like, good and real. And, like, she's such an understanding person. And, like, it's it's that's what makes everything much more difficult. And so, um, so he's like, I'll give you 200 bucks to hang up on your wife. And he hangs up on her, and he gets money for that. And then that's when, like, she kind of starts, like, massaging him and, like, basically straight up goes, like, I want to fuck you. And he's like, mm-hmm. what? No, no, I'm married, guys. I'm not doing this. And he's like, would you do it for $2,000? And he's like, I mean, no, like, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, all right, man, what do I got to do to make you fuck my wife? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'll give you, what, 4500 Is that good? And he's like... And he kind of, like, thinks about it, and he's like, all right, I'm going to do this. And they're fucking, like, Craig is laying on the floor as the wife, like, starts, like, getting him going and riding him. And meanwhile, Vince and Colin are sitting on the couch, and fucking Colin just starts, like, masturbating on the couch with Vince near him. And Vince is just, like, staring at what's going on, like, dumbfounded. And the scene just gets so fucking wild. And she's, like, yelling, like, I'm coming. And he's like, oh, I'm coming too, baby. (laughs) And fucking Vince is like, what the fuck? And, like, moves to the other side of the couch. And it all finishes. And, like, the line that just had me fucking dying was at the end of it when everything's said and done. And, like, the thing's built up. And it's, like, just finished. And everybody's like, fuck. He's just like what the fuck? Like, just, like, that's the line. It was so good. And at this point, um, which one is Craig, right? Craig's the main guy. Craig's the good guy, yeah. Yeah, or, the quote, main quote. guy. Yeah. Okay, so, so at this point, Craig had been winning most of the bets, and Vince is getting really fucking annoyed and pissed because he feels like Craig is just getting handed, things handed to him, mm-hmm. and he's just getting really fucking frustrated. And yeah. that's at the point of where everything is at. Yeah, and, and this one definitely, like, put it more over the edge. Um, and after this, Craig is like, I'm done. Give me my money and I'm leaving. Mm. So he leaves. Um, now we have just Colin and Violet and Vince. 
and it's clear that that really upsets them. Like, they they didn't know he left, because he left on his own while they were, like, doing something. And, um, and so Vince is like, yeah, they left, so what's the next challenge? Uh, like, give me something to do, like, I'll, I'll do whatever. And, um, they come up with the idea of, um, I'll give you, what, $20,000 to cut off your pinky. Um, they're just like, it's very offhanded. And Vince thinks about it and he's like, all right, I'll do it. And they're like, okay, well, shit, fuck. Okay, we got the game going again. Um, so he goes to get prepared to cut off his pinky, but then Craig comes back in the picture and he's like, I'll do it for 18000 And then they kind of have like a bidding war back and forth until it gets down to 15000 and that's what Craig offers. And Vince is upset because he's like, you fucking stole my chance here. Mm-hmm. And so Colin's like, all right, Vince, I can't do this. I can't cut off his pinky. Like, blood scares me, man. I, I can't do this. And he gives the butcher knife to Vince, and he's like, I'll do it with pleasure. And Colin, or not Colin, Craig, Craig. just like, mm. He's like, what? No. I don't want him to cut off my pinky. <laughs> Understandably. How, like, mad he was, yeah. Right. So, um, so they go through a little bit of like, wait, 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 no. Okay, ready? No, 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 wait. So... They play that game for a little bit, and then just without warning, Vince just cuts his finger off, and he screams and he's crying, and um, and they then cauterize the wound with an iron, um, and he's just like screaming, and um, and so it's just like this intense thing, and he's like, "Where's my money?" And he's like, oh, "Fuck yeah, man! Here, fifteen thousand. One, two three and like lays it on him and he kind of like gets this like (laughs) like this cry smile and so uh vince is like pretty upset about that and craig is grateful he at least won some money but he lost his pinky at the expense of that and the pinky is nowhere to be seen and he's like bless you (laughs) um and the pinky's nowhere to be seen, and the dog has the dig. The dig has choked on the pinky. Um, so he uh, he pulls the pinky out, and he's like, oh, "I think we could still save this, pretty much." And um, and he goes to take care of the dog. Colin is who I'm talking about. Colin goes and takes the dog into the kitchen to take care of it. He comes out with a food platter and he's like, all right, here's the next challenge. $50,000. Puts the platter on the table, lifts it up, and it's the fucking dog that has been cooked. And so it's disgusting. Um, and they sit down and they're like, we're not fucking doing this. We're not fucking doing this. And he's like, it's $50,000, man. Like, that's more than most of you, or either of you make in a year. Like, have you thought about that? And so they're like, all right, we'll do it. And so they're sitting there with a plate of dog in front of them. And this scene is disgusting. The sounds, the camera shots, like everything about it is gross. They're like just chowing down on the dog, shoving meat into their mouth and like, like making like nasty sounds. And they're, like, gagging, and it's just disgusting. Vince finishes first, but 
uh, Craig finishes shortly after and he's like, done. No, I'm done. See? And like, they're like, are you in about who's done first? And Colin's like, oh, I don't know, man. That was really close. I think we're going to need a tiebreaker. He's like, whoever eats uh, this pinky is the winner. And Craig's like, I'll do it. And he eats his... It's so gross. He eats his own fucking finger and like he just acts it so well. That's the thing is this like scene is so disgusting because they act it so well and he just starts vomiting up his finger and it's so fucking gross. Um, And the question I have for you is, first of all, how much to cut off your own pinky? I don't know. I know. It's tough. Like, would you do it for 20,000? No. Okay. I think it would have to be way more. Like probably 50,000? Like yeah, probably 50,000 plus. I would almost argue 70 plus. Yeah. I it's it's a whole lot of pain to go through for for some money, but I I could probably be convinced by 50. I could probably be convinced by 50. Um so that's that, but then would you eat your own pinky to win? <laughs> Like, let's double the money. Let's say it was $100,000. Would you eat your own pinky? Yeah, maybe if I was drunk enough. I don't know. Have to <laughs> For be real. Out of my mind. For real. Um, you know? So basically the point I'm trying to make is it would take a whole lot of fucking money for either of us to do this. Um, and we're by no means rich. But it's just we are not at that level of desperation. So it just kind of, again, emphasizes what's going on in Craig's head in this situation. He's trying to provide for his family. Um and and that's like a that's like an emphasis throughout. Um, so anyway, he eats his pinky, and then Vince just snaps and beats the shit out of him. Like he punches the living shit out like, of him to a point where you think he's like dead. Yeah, like yeah, for real. I mean, it's violent. And those like there's some like ground and pound movie punches that are far less convincing. These ones are like violent punches that like I could totally see killing somebody. So. He beats the shit out of him, and Colin's like, okay, man, let's go outside and let's fucking calm down, all right? And leaves Craig in there with Violet, who um, you find out he's not dead. He's still alive, but he's in rough, rough shape, and she's taking care of him. Um, And this is where, um, what does Colin tell, uh, tell Vince? He's like, oh my god, like, you almost killed him in there. He's like, how does 250000 sound to finish the job or something Yeah, like yeah, pretty much. So, it's something that Vince seems far more hesitant on, but 250000 is a lot of money. And he, they go back inside... Um, and Craig is collecting his money from the pinky, um, eating challenge. And Vince is creeping up on him with his knife drawn. Mm -hmm. But then when he gets to his back, he can't do it. And he closes the knife and puts it in his pocket. And he's like, Craig, let's just go home, man. Like, this is fucked up. And Craig turns around and just fucking shoots him. Like, right away. No hesitation, no nothing. Just no shoots remorse. him. Yeah, no nothing. Just shoots him. And you're like, what the fuck? And it's so, so sad. It's super sad, dude. Like, this movie is not, like, lighthearted by any means. <laughs> it's a dark-ass comedy. And 
he uh it's clear that Violet was telling him the same thing like you'll kill him for $250,000 and so he did it and he gets that money and he fucking um and leaves but before that uh like the whole vibe is like just brought way down like everything's been escalating in this movie and getting like more intense and more intense and then once that happens it just goes boom and just plummets and it's like super calm everything's like really like relaxed nobody's being funny nobody's nothing it is dead serious and he's like fuck man that was that was intense colin is and and him and violet are are obviously like just kind of coming down from that that uh intense little scenario and he calls the cleaner to take care of the body and everything um and kind of sends craig on his way who leaves with the money and he goes home and drops the money on the couch and it's like all bloody and stuff so like i'm wondering how much of this is actually usable but i mean who knows what their idea is for that um and his kid is crying and he picks him up and this guy looks just beat yeah up. he looks like a monster he's fucking nasty he's like swollen everywhere and just beat to shit and he picks up the baby and he's just holding his baby and the baby's screaming, which I'm assuming is, like, totally real because, like, he's scary looking. And, um, and the wife comes out and is like, Craig, what the fuck happened? And she's, like, just distraught and it's, like, super sad. And the movie ends. Yeah. So, like, goddamn. It was a, it was a ride. It was a ride. And it is so worth the view. Like, this movie has a very high rating for me. I do not see many missteps. There's no, like, there's really nothing I would change. I, personally, I think I could give this movie a 9.5 or a 10 out of 10 and feel perfectly happy with doing so. And like, a big part to, like, obviously, like, the writing and everything, but, like, the cast as well. So good. They, they just had incredible chemistry. Everybody was great riffing off of each other and the writing is amazing the camera work is amazing like it's just a good fucking movie and you need to see it so that's our breakdown of cheap thrills um i'm not sure that i feel like talking about our last movie Basically, to wrap it up, we watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's incredible. We will buy it. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's still on Netflix, and you need to go see it because it's been I on Netflix for a long time. Rolling. It's fucking funny. Um, it's fucking. And I was telling him last night too when we were watching Tucker and Dale versus Evil, I was like, "This movie's genius." It's so this good. This idea is genius. It's so good. It's and such it can, a good idea. It can never be replicated without it being, like, a ripoff of Tucker and Dale now. Literally. Because that was, like, that was the most brilliant way to do it. And it's extremely campy. It's extremely over the top. The characters are goofy as fuck. But it is so funny. And it's got a lot of heart. And you you care about Tucker and Dale. And it's it's a very good movie. We're not going to talk about it. I was thinking that maybe we would today, but um, I don't know. I feel good after talking about two movies. Um, So go see Tucker and Dale. Maybe at some point we'll talk about it. I doubt it, but um, it's worth the watch, and I really encourage it um, on Netflix. And yeah, so 
Our wrap-up of Inner Demon and Cheap Thrills, a very strange pairing of movies, but that's how we do it here. There's no consistency and no plan and no order. So it was a really good watch. We had a fun time with uh, Cheap Thrills um, and at least had something to say about Inner Demon. Um, but yeah, so... So we're going to make a list for you guys of movies that we've recently watched that have creeped onto our favorites list. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe like five to ten and we will just have a longer podcast episode all about that um those films and it'll be a good time we don't know when that'll come out because obviously rewatching 10 movies it's gonna take us a minute right but we'll do it yeah um but yeah just keep an eye out i mean like again like this podcast is obviously more movie heavy but that's just because what that's what we do mostly and like we love horror so like horror is going to be the main theme but you know, you never know where an episode might take a change and we might do something different. We're also finishing up, we're watching a ton of series right now, TV shows too. So um, once we finish uh, Stranger Things season two that we're For the watching, second time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe we'll do an episode on our thoughts um, and anticipations for the new season. That would be fun, yeah. Um, we're also finishing up Sabrina season, the new season. So maybe we can do a, an episode talking about that. And he's going to start watching Santa Clarita Diet. And we're so excited about that. So we'll kind of like mod posh uh, things up to in different directions but yeah yeah like i said again this is in the description of the podcast if you're looking for any sort of consistency or like theme there's not really one there's a lot of horror stuff so if you're into horror you're gonna like us and you're gonna continue to like us but there's gonna be times where i'm gonna talk about wrestling or maybe i'll have a fashion episode or something so like just keep an open mind. There's a lot of cool episodes. You don't have to listen to all of them. Um, but I just want to create stuff and want to talk. I like to talk. So if you guys enjoy what you're hearing, again, um, definitely reach out on on Twitter. I always put that in our on, uh, in the show notes. Uh, you can reach out um, other ways as well. Let us know if you want a poisoned... Um, what's the name of the app we were talking about? Oh, letterboxed? If you want us to make, or maybe we will just make a letterbox um, for poison personnel and kind of have our ratings, and we'll just follow every single person back that follows us on there. That way um, we can see your guys' reviews and you can see our um, opinions um, in a quicker format if yeah. you want. I think that would be really cool. For sure. And then if you also want um, some spoiler-free like discussions of movies that we recently seen in theaters... Um, Bailey does a YouTube video uh, series called uh, Movie Massacre, and it is currently two episodes in? Two episodes in, um, and my whole YouTube channel, you could go ahead and subscribe if you want. It's just Wednesday Trend, um, and it's linked on my Instagram if you guys follow me there too. But And I'll put it in the show um, notes too. That's all spoiler-free. We do all spoil. We, do, we spoil movies on the podcast one because it's longer and more in-depth, and we feel like that's where people actually care to listen. Yeah. Um, but Movie Massacre is basically us just going to see movies that are in theaters and then, excuse me, reviewing them after quickly. Yeah, pretty much giving you a... Definitely see this movie, or it's maybe not worth your time. But so far, I don't know that we've had anything. We've we've seen two good movies. For yeah, that, we so. said happy death day to you, and then us. Yeah. And I'm planning on doing one for um, 
Brightburn and maybe Ooh, the Curse yeah. of Lalirana. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, definitely want to do one on Chucky. So fucking excited. There's so many good horror movies coming to theaters. Mm-hmm. So yes, go ahead and subscribe if you want that. Um, we did Pet Cemetery, obviously, on the last episode that we did, um, just because that one deserved that really in-depth spoiler yeah. review. I we, there's no way I, I'd wanted to talk about it without the, spoilers. Yeah. yeah so. It it was just too. In- too in depth but yeah so check out our other episodes um we're gonna wrap it up here um keep an eye out for what else we're doing we're still not any on any set schedule but i think we're getting pretty good about doing these once a week at least so oh excuse me so uh yeah thanks for listening um hope you enjoyed listening to our discussion of the movies and breaking them down and uh we look forward to seeing you a little bit later thanks